Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Few people sent me this story, and it happened in Michigan. So people thought, hey, Steve, it's a Michigan story. That's, that's a bonus for you, right? But the odd thing is, I recall this happening not so long ago, again, in Michigan, which makes me wonder if this is a Michigan-only thing, or if perhaps it's just that I just had these two stories sent to me and it happens everywhere else. I don't know. But from USA Today, but widely reported, Teresa Baldus wrote the story. Banking while black. Woman wins a casino jackpot, but Michigan Bank won't cash the check. And by the way, it's not they wouldn't cash it, they wouldn't deposit the check. And that's worse than cashing it. At 71, the woman thought the days of Jim Crow and getting bullied for being the only black kid in the school in the 1960s were far behind her. She's from Alabama. So she wound up at a bank in Michigan with a big fat check in her hand. And that's how they describe it, a fat check. Uh, She's a retiree from the Detroit public school system. And she had won a slot machine jackpot during a church outing at a casino. And she went to the bank to deposit the check. To deposit the check. It was a five-figure check. Now, we don't know if that means it was $10,000 or if it was $99,999. We don't know. We don't know. But it's five figures, so it was a large check, but I'm sure the bank has seen larger. But three bank employees told her the check was fraudulent and refused to give it back to her. So she goes into the bank because I'd like to deposit this check. They look at it and they go, fake check. She says, well, give me back. And they go, no, no, we're keeping it. So they're going to keep her check, but they called it fake. She said, I couldn't really believe they did that to me. I was devastated. I kept asking, how do you know the check is not real? And they just insisted it was fraudulent. I was terrified. She still gets emotional when she talks about it because it happened back in April. Only now she's armed with a federal lawsuit that she hopes will shed light on what she alleges was blatant racism by employees at a Fifth Third Bank in Livonia, Michigan. And Fifth Third Bank is one of the oddest names for a bank. They're quite large. I will admit at one point in time, I believe, at a car loan through them years ago. And I remember asking somebody, what does that name mean? We've all heard of like the first national bank. Who wants to be fifth or third? And of course, it's a reference to an intersection of two streets, fifth and third. But I digress. This bank is located in Livonia. And according to her lawsuit, which she filed in U.S. District Court, the check was actually good. Imagine that. She got uh, the check back after she insisted And then she just simply drove to a nearby Chase Bank and deposited it there. So Fifth Third lost her business. Uh, But she said to think that maybe they would have police coming and running at me was humiliating and stressful. For someone to just accuse you of stealing? I'm 71 years old. Why would I steal a check and try to cash it? I just don't think anybody would do that. Now, the free press, also uh, involved in this story here, uh, attempted to get a comment from Fifth Third Bank, but they wouldn't respond, of course, because it's in litigation. Now, according to the lawsuit, here's what happened. On April 9th, she went with the church group to a casino and resort on an organized outing. While there, she hit a jackpot on a slot machine, and they said, how do you want that money dispersed? And they offered to do a thing where they took and withheld the taxes for her and cut her a check for the remainder. And the remainder was still a large check. Now, the lawsuit does not specify the exact amount of the check, but two days later, she drove to the Fifth Third Branch to open a savings account and deposit the winnings. So she shows up with the check, says, I'd like to deposit this check, I'd like to open a bank account. After waiting several minutes, a bank employee called her into the office, 
where she explained her intentions to open an account and then handed the casino winnings check to that employee. The employee asked the woman where she worked and requested her driver's license. Now, she explained that she was retired and she said that check is for the winnings from a casino slot machine jackpot. The check contained the casino's logo and address and the customer's name and the same home address listed on her driver's license. The memo line said slot jackpot in all capital letters. The banker leaves the room, came back, and she told me the check was fraudulent and that she could not give it back to me. Now, here's the problem. I've mentioned before, I've had fun with banks before. And um, I've said that one of the interesting things is that banks often assume that you don't know the law. And I went into a bank one time uh, dressed in civilian clothes, much as I'm wearing right now, and got in an argument with a manager who tried to tell me that the law said something. She goes, well, the law says. And I looked at her and I said, really? And she goes, yes. And I rarely do this. I rarely do this, but I pulled up my wallet, took up my card, handed it to her, said, do you want to discuss the law? And she goes, yeah, I know what the law says. And I said, isn't that the UCC right behind you in those books? And she had a set of books, not these books, but a set of books I recognize as being UCC books. She goes, yes. I said, doesn't Article 4 address this? She looked at me, she goes, yes. I said, book's right there. Show it to me. She did not reach for the book. She clicked away at her computer, and she did what I told her to do in the first place because the law did not say what she said. So here, they're telling the customer that they could not give it back. So they're actually implying there's some kind of law or regulation or something that prevents them. Because if they say, we aren't going to give it back to you or won't give it back to you, that's one thing. We can't give it back to you. So she said, why? And they said, it's fraudulent. The employee called in a second bank employee. And employee number two (laughs) proved equally problematic, who also insisted the check was fraudulent and they wouldn't return it. Now, of course, employee number two is kind of like being near the end of the credits in a movie. There was an employee number three that we'll get to her in a second. So by now, the woman's nerves were rattled. Her anger was building. She called her son, who urged her to call the casino for help. She then told these people, I'm not leaving without the check. And then she told the bank employees, I'm not leaving without the check. She told her son this. She told them that. She said, I told them I wasn't leaving. You need to call the police. Or better yet, I'll call myself. The two bank employees refused to call 911, and they then summoned a third bank employee. Third bank employee shows up, and the two bank employees took the check to the office of the third. After several minutes, the woman here went into the third employee's office and asked for her check back. She was told that the check was no good, and Fifth Third would not allow her to open an account and deposit the check. Well, good. Give her the check back. She persisted, saying she would not leave without the check, and eventually they gave it back to her. Now, did the law change? Do you think the law changed between when they said, we cannot give it back to you, to here's your check? What changed? So, now, it's possible that none of this is true. It's possible. And so we'll see what plays out in court. But if this narrative, as I told you right now, is true, the bank is in a lot of trouble. 
it's going to be impossible to sell this story to a jury and say, yes, we told her she cannot have her check back. Shortly thereafter, we gave it back to her. Why? You can't give it back to her. Oh, that statement's not true? You were lying to her while you held her check? And some people are going to wonder, go, wait, Steve, let me ask you a question. The check is real, which it turns out it was. The check has great value. Now, if you can't cash the check, the value is not full face value of the check, but to the customer, it had great value. And so if you have a check that I can't cash because it's not mine, but I take it from you, and I won't give it back to you. Now, I didn't seize it from you by force, so it's not robbery. But refusing to give it back to you, it's an interesting legal angle. Eventually, they gave the check back to her. She then went to another bank and just deposited it. <laughs> the check cleared the next day. Now, talking about it later, she says, I was really, really nervous. I had to sit there in the bank parking lot. I took a picture of the bank. I had no idea what the address was or anything like that. And then I left. It was her niece who convinced her to file the lawsuit. Initially, the woman was adamantly opposed to doing anything legal, convinced that nothing would change. She's not looking for a windfall here. She's not looking to cash in. She's saying that she was simply wondering if she could get them to change their ways. And I can also let you know, I've walked into a bank with a check larger than what she's talking about. And you do the math, it's possible that I can know that. And I've walked into a bank and said, here's a check. I'd like to open an account. They did not utter a word that the check might be fake. They didn't make some phone calls. They didn't call in a manager. The woman said, oh, we'll open up an account for you. And they uh, pulled out some paperwork, filled out some information, asked for my ID, deposited the check. And a little while later, the money was available to me if I had wanted it. Her niece insisted she should do something. So uh, the niece spoke to the papers who said that she remembers her aunt crying on the phone with her after the bank incident, asking how a blessing like a jackpot winning could turn into something so hurtful. And that's, I hate to admit this, that just occurred to me now. I hadn't even thought of that. You go to the casino, you hit the jackpot. That's got to be a buzz. That's got to be a high point, right? Bells, whistles, all kinds of stuff. Somebody comes by and confirms it. You've won. Here's how much you're going to get. Now, you're going to have to pay taxes on that. If you want us to, though, we can withhold the taxes and send it to the IRS and give you the forms and all that and just cut you a check for your share. Or what do you want to do? But it's real. So the drive home on the bus, I'm assuming it was an organized retreat with you know some kind of transportation. Let's assume it was. The drive home, you're the big winner. You're 71 years old. Don't know if it's ever happened before. <laughs> it's, a, it's a mighty nice thing to happen to you in retirement, right? That turns into somebody going, uh, your check is fake. We think you're trying to deposit a fake check into our bank. So the niece told her, this clearly is a violation of your civil rights. There are laws in place now where you can fight this. Let's fight this. Fifth Third Bank needs to know how they humiliated you. What they did was wrong, and they need to answer for this. Now, the aunt was still scared because the incident had rattled her. She got nervous going into businesses after the encounter at the bank, fearful that something bad might happen. Then there were bad memories. 
And she had experienced racism in the past and nothing was ever done. People got away with horrible things before. What had changed now? And by the way, yes, all three bank employees were white. So the niece kept insisting. I encouraged her. I said, no, 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 no. We are not in 1950s Alabama. We're not in the Jim Crow era. We're going to fight. No one's going to shame you. So they contacted an attorney in Michigan named Deborah Gordon. And she handles cases like this. She's well known. And I laugh because Fifth Third Bank right now is not laughing that she's on the case. In 2020, Gordon handled a case similar to this one. And this is the one I remember from before. A black man had won an employment discrimination lawsuit. And it was a racial discrimination lawsuit. The bank wouldn't cash his settlement check. (laughs) Gordon got involved and eventually it settled with an apology and a confidential settlement. Uh, Gordon described these incidents as banking while black. What happened to Lizzie was really a heartbreaking situation. Given what she has lived through and have a happy moment, something she enjoyed, ruined by being humiliated. But Gordon says she's seen this one too many times. This is just extremely disheartening. It's really unfortunate these stereotypes continue to exist right here in our metro area. And I don't understand why the bank can't say, okay, we're going to look at the check. It's unusual. Someone walks into the street and says, I've got a check for a huge amount of money. Can I open up an account? Is it really that difficult to, I don't know, call the casino? Or the bank that the check is drawn on? Or uh, just deposit it and see what happens? Now, I know there's going to be a couple people in the audience saying, Steve, option three there is not good. Because there's probably some ramifications to the bank if they deposit a fraudulent check. Uh, Nothing criminal, I assume. I'm just saying it's some hassle some level of hassle, right? But you should be able to make some phone calls, I would think, again. And, and I don't know, maybe some bankers can check in and explain why they couldn't call the casino or why they couldn't call the bank that the check is drawn on. But instead of having three people go, eh, it's fake, eh, it's fake, I mean, can't we step it up a little bit? So the woman at the story here was born and raised in Alabama. Uh, and um, she remembers a lot of the life down there, but she moved to Detroit in 1971 at the age of 20, she spent 36 years working for the Detroit public schools, holding numerous jobs, including library clerk, shipping and receiving, supervisor, and storekeeper. She retired in 2009 and has two grown children. Though it's been decades since she left Alabama, she still can't talk about her childhood without choking up. Uh, they were interviewing her for the story, and her niece said, don't cry while she's talking about it. I don't know what will happen here. If I had to guess, it'll probably settle. There'll be a confidential settlement. And again, we're assuming the story is 100% true and accurate. And that's one thing you have to understand, is that people can say a story happened, they can make allegations in a complaint, and parties are entitled to litigate to try to determine the truth and, and veracity of the statements in the complaint and those being made by the party filing the lawsuit. But it's very easy to do. You can take depositions. I've talked about this before. And so you drop subpoenas on those bank employees and you bring them in one at a time, and have them explain what happened. And I've had people go into deposition and see them lie through their teeth like there's no tomorrow. And I've also seen parties walk in, witnesses walk in, and start crying and start telling the truth. And we don't know what's going to happen here. But because there's three people involved in the transaction at one point in time from the bank, it'd be very, very difficult for the truth to not come out. Now, I know some people are going to say, Steve, come on. 
Three people could get together theoretically and just decide to lie. Possible, I guess. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But uh, she's got a very good attorney on this. (laughs) So I hope we find out what happened. Crazy story. But like I said, second time I've heard of this in recent years. Uh, Black woman goes into the bank with a large check that she had gotten because she just hit a casino jackpot. And uh, the bank said, this is a fraudulent check. And it appears they drew that conclusion by simply looking at the check. And then they said, we cannot give it back to you. As if there was a loss and they had to keep it. And then they changed their minds and gave it back to her. So there you go. Stories from USA Today, Detroit Free Press, Teresa Baldus wrote it. Sent to me by Mitchell, Alan, James, Ron, Jeffrey, and Luann. Thank you very much. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. When somebody told me I was delusional, I almost fell off my unicorn.